1: Hi, this is Rahul Riri. Today is uh, November 8, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. NPC and MPC uh, has been conducting conference calls and some calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. Uh, if you're a newcomer, um, you have to show your face and you have to let Gayatri know you're a newcomer. If you haven't asked the question, um, we prefer newcomers to ask questions. So go ahead, Gayatri. Amit. Hey, hi. Uh,
2: thanks for taking the call. I have a question. Uh, so uh, my priority date is December 2012. So officially my date got retrogressed in in the month of November. But on uh, 2nd November, I got a message saying the card has been produced. On 3rd, I got it been approved. And re- yesterday I got my green card. I just have a question like, uh, since I got... Do you approved, have the green
1: card with you? Yes. Can you check the date since when you are the green card holder? Amit, uh, can you unmute yourself? Gayatri, can you check in his uh, mute thing? Sure. No,
3: now,
1: no. no, I can, I can hear you. Uh, but I can't, uh, yeah. So can you look into the card since when you are the green card holder?
2: So it's, it, it, the date starting validity
1: is 2nd of November. Um, It is possible that they may have pre-adjudicated your application and they've given the green card on November 2nd. Uh, You are not the only person that has been contacted us with this issue though. We have seen a couple of other peoples in the conference call and also in our YouTube and other things. Uh Um, They might have pre-adjudicated all the cases and then released it on November 2nd. That's how I take. Now, if you want it otherwise, Then we have to go a big mission to give you a green card back. If I were you, I wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not telling that you're completely safe. Nothing is going to happen, though. I'm just going to tell you what I would do if I were you. I would not spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on lawyers and screw myself up. Okay. I would take the chance of the two percent that if if it happens, then you can fight it at that time.
2: Okay. But uh, if I switch to now green card, anything, I'm, I'm already switched. Uh, will there be a problem if they try to revoke it? Because I, I'll I'll be leaving my... H- there is a chance.
1: Years. You are right. There is a chance. So what can be done at that time? You, no, we, at that time, we will fight it. I haven't come across it at that time yet. I didn't fought it at that time. Okay. No, no. I mean, if it happens, right? In let's like, say six months... In I don't day. know. In my 30 years of experience, I did not. Okay. 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 All right, and, and and in my experience, have I seen people like you who got the green card like that? Hundreds of them. Okay, all right. Next person, please. Thank you,
4: Shravanti. Um, hey Rahul, this is Shravanti. Hi, um, yeah. Actually, I was on H-1 around ten years back, and uh, I have like only used around two and a half years of that. Uh, after that, like uh, I had to get switched into H4 and all. So I wanted to say, is it to, uh, I know I can start using the recapture unused time option right now. So mm-hmm. I wanted to see if I do that now, like what's the procedure and uh, I You have apply a- for
1: changes. <laughs> you, you apply for the change of status from H4 to H1. Simple.
4: That's it. I don't need to do anything else. I mean, I need to an employer ready or anything for like
1: that? Of course. No. The only employer can file a H1B. You can't do it by yourself.
4: Okay. So I need to give some supporting documents and all with that.
1: No, no, no. You're not you. The employer. The employer
4: will do okay. yeah. yes. So right now is H4 EAD a good option or should I go for a H1 recapture? I mean, I had the two things. I mean, but uh, let me EAD ask you X4. this question.
1: Though. Yeah. yeah. When is your EAD expiring?
4: I didn't get it one. I filed it, but it's been six, five months already. I'm just waiting you for answer it. answer
1: my question. When did your EAD expire? Are expiring?
4: Uh... My husband's visa will expire in 23.
1: No, ma'am. When okay. is your EAD expired or expiring?
4: I didn't apply. I just applied. I haven't received it yet. So, ah,
1: okay. Um, so, um, yeah, when is your husband's h be expiring?
4: Uh, he has an extension until 23, September 23. Yeah, it's
1: up to you, ma'am. I, mean, I would like to stay on H-4 EAD, which is more flexible than H-1B. Okay. Next person, but if you want quicker, though, then H one is better. H one is a quicker option.
4: Yeah. Okay, thank you. Sapna.
5: Hi. Thank you for taking my question. So this question is for my husband, sir. Um, we filed a EB three downgrade in October 2020, and our priority mm-hmm. date is May 2012. So, and he Mm -hmm. has received his EAD and AP combo card. So, and now he's looking for a job change and the opportunity is really good. Uh, But since our dates are not yet current and it appears that the date will be current in EV2 soon, is it advisable to change a job now? Um, Currently-
1: Uh, If I were were him, I would change the job. Even if I'm getting $5,000 extra or if I have to drive five miles less, I'm going to take it. now, I'm very conservative though, when I get the green card. If you were not to file the 485 application and the priority date is expected to move, even if somebody gives me $100,000, I won't move.
5: Okay. Okay. So because currently the company that he's working with, uh, with is a very large around global company with a very strong and um, supportive in-house immigration.
1: That doesn't matter. I mean, if you, if he's thinking that he's getting a better offer somewhere else, whether mm-hmm. it's profession-wise, he can move, I'll be fine because he's safe.
5: Okay. All right. And second question is uh, because he has already received his EAD and AP combo card, but I haven't received, we both filed it together. So. uh, Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: if he moves to EAD, you cannot continue working on H4 EAD though if you are on have H4 EAD. Yes, I have
5: an H4 EAD. So I, uh, but because he has received his EAD, I cannot work now?
1: No. If he starts using the EAD, you cannot work.
5: Uh, Could you explain what does it mean by using his EAD? Like if he changes this job, this new opportunity that he has using his EAD, I cannot continue my work. Is that it?
1: You're absolutely
5: right. Okay. Got it. All right. But if he moves using the H-1B, you can. Okay. Okay. But so is it advisable to move on H-1B or is it advisable to move using the EAD?
1: Uh, I have put a video, uh, 11 minute video on it. I want you to watch that video.
5: Okay, all right. I'll, I'll give you the
1: link of it, okay? Perfect,
4: Next thank person. you so
6: much. Yep, thank you. Hello, uh, hi Rahul. Yes, this is actually my name, my typed it wrong. My name is Rahul and yes, uh, sure. can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Rahul. I have a quick question. So, I lost my job this February, and then my wife was on TD TN one visa, and his, her company applied for a TD visa in August of this year. I found another wait, job. Wait, wait, wait. TD TD is a dependent visa, right? Right, right. As a dependent, my my wife's company had filed so that I could stay legally in the United States. Oh, okay, then- okay. So you <laughs> yeah. moved
1: to TD visa, okay?
6: I didn't move. It was just applied. And then eventually in August of this year, I found another job. And then my H1 was approved last month in October. And then I had to leave the country. And so I found an appointment in Calgary and I appeared Mm -hmm. for an in-person interview last week. Mm -hmm. And the visa officer at the window said that my visa was approved. I was not given any 221G, nothing of the sort. They took my passport and my I-797. However... When I went to check the CEAC website, it shows as visa refused, and I haven't received any communication from or or anything from the consulate, the visa could, officer. There the, is a
1: chance
6: that there is a chance that
1: uh, there is a chance that it might be an error. The online might be an error right now. If they have not questioned you, they have not done anything, and they've just says that visa refused. Uh, but everything else is saying, I would wait until the passport comes in before, before just assuming that the visa was being refused.
6: Okay. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean it was denied or I won't be able to go back because I have a job and I was not given 221G. I, I wouldn't Yeah, just hold on, hold on until you get the passport. Okay. Okay. And any idea in your experience, like how much time Calgary's or Canada is taking in general? I don't know. After you have been approved and they said it's been approved, it should take less than one week for you to get the passport. Because I had, a, I had gotten, uh, I was, I appeared for an in-person interview on last Monday, November 1. And today is almost a week. Just wait for one more week. Okay. 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 Next person, All right. please. All right. Thank you. Sagar. Hi. Uh... Thank you,
7: Rahul. This is Sagar from New Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm on L1A. I got my uh, extension approved in the month of uh, June. My wife is on L2, uh, but she and we have filed her um, extension as well as uh, her EAD. Uh, and of course, it's it's been six months. She hasn't got anything. Uh, my question is: um, I want to. Go, we both want to go to India and get it stamped but can she travel with me and will she get her visa stamped and what happens to her EAD? Will her application expire?
1: Uh, one thing, she is eligible to get a, is eligible to get the L2 visa even though her L2 is pending. The yes. second thing is that if she leaves the country while the L2 extension is pending and EAD is pending, once she comes back, the EAD will be approved irrespective of she left the country. Um, there is a third and good news for you.
8: Uh-huh.
1: Um, we sued USCIS and the class action for the delays of the H-4 and L-2 EADs. Right. And based on the compromise between our, we are our law office is one of the office that sued USCIS in the class action. So you or wife is part of it, even if she wants to or doesn't want to. I mean, she doesn't have an option. She didn't object to us to be the lawyers for, the, for her. So, right. based on the class section shoot, if she comes back on L2, she won't require any EAD to start working. Okay. That means that she comes back and she can start working. Now, that's not official yet. It will be official pretty soon. Okay, got it. Thanks, Rahul.
7: Uh, if I need any other questions, I, I'll, I might uh, book your uh, uh, personal. I
1: don't think so. You, I don't think so. You need it. Everything looks clean with you. You don't require okay. any other, anything. She she can go, come back, had L2 extension will be extended. Based on your L1, she can get the L2, no problem. Even though extension is not approved, she is eligible for it. There's no okay. need for you to book an appointment. Next person, please.
9: Thanks. Awesome. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is, the question is regarding my wife's travel. Uh, she has her H4 stamping until September 2022, uh, which she got stamped in uh, 2019 September but in between she changed it to H1 uh, uh, worker on H1 for 4 months and then again she came back on H4 so now if you travel to India can she come back with her existing stamping? Yes she can. The stamping is not cancelled.
1: She is still married to you and you are still working so she can come back. Perfect.
8: Thanks Rahul.
4: Chandra?
8: Hi Rahul. Uh, can you hear me yes okay uh, I'm about to file my H1 extension uh, mm-hmm. meanwhile I got my another opportunity with company B now if I do a extinction as well as change of transfer change of employer when if I travel out of country what will happen to the extinction what what will happen to the new I mean new <laughs> transfer
1: well first of all what is going to when is your I-94
8: expiring or expired? Uh I-94 is expiring May 15th, 2022. For the current one. And
1: and your passport stamping?
8: Passport is already expired. I mean, passport stamping is already expired, which is last year, 2020, September 2020. So so you have
1: your how would we go? You have to go for stamping then.
8: I had to go for stamping. That's right, yes. Yeah. I'm planning for well, January, need... not for now. Well, you, but...
1: you you need to apply you need to get approval of the h1b to go for stamping exactly. which one are you going to use which one are you going to use it uh well, so you 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 cannot go for stamping if the extension is pending you cannot go for stamping when the transfer is going you will have to get their approvals otherwise you'll only get stamping until may of 2021 yes.
8: 2022. yes yes yeah just just yeah that's right But just an example, let's say if I get an extension approval by end of December and then transfer of a new employer by January, then I can use any one of them for visa stamping? Which one you're going to be working, though, is my question. Okay, okay. Company B, if I use the company B for working? Only the company that you're going to be
1: working with, you should go with. The company you're not working and not going to work, you should not go with it. Even if it's it's an Apple and then you're not going to work for it, you're not working for it, you should not use that. Got
9: gotcha, you, got
4: gotcha. you. Okay. Okay, thank you.
9: I think that's all, yeah. Next person. Sekar, Hi Rahul, thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a question related to H1 extension plus 485. So I am in EV3 with a PD of 2010, uh, and I'm, I'm about to send the package to USCIS. And current I-94 H1 uh, is expiring on
1: Uh, I got cut off. Gayathri, can you hear Shekhar or is it only me who's having trouble?
4: No, Rahul. I'm able to hear you, but not him.
1: Let's move to the next person and we'll come back to
4: Shekhar sure.
10: later on. So, Darshan? Uh, uh, oh, hi. Um, uh, change of status from H4 to H1 for my spouse. You know, She has got her I-140 approved this March. Her uh, H1 maxed out last June and she with a few days left and uh, she, she did, does she have to go, does the uh, H4 to H1 change of status have to be through consular processing because the company is mandating consular processing because it is a cap exempt H1. Cap exempt as a not non-profit. It is a for-profit company, TCS.
1: Yeah, but, because of the I-140 approval, it is yeah. cap exempt for sure. The question is that, should you go for the consular processing? Should you go for the change of status from H4 to H1? Um, yeah, every Every lawyer has a different opinion. And I mean, there are two opinions on it. Um, some people will file a change of status. Some people will only file consular processing. In our office, though, we typically will file change of status.
10: Yeah, but how do we influence them to file change of status and not consular processing? We cannot leave the country and come back because of the availability of dates and, uh, and, and the presence of a two I,
1: I know. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I was unable to convince my wife to take dates into my
10: home. Okay. So basically, we have to we have to talk to the attorney and... Get and request for a change of status. See, what decal- What
1: I would do is that I would file a change of status. At the most, it will be denied. So okay. what? They're going to give the process processing. Okay. They're going to still end up with the same thing. So there is a good chance that the change of status might be approved. If it's not, it's going to be causal processing. That's what we do at our office. I see. Uh, but how to convince uh, Tata to do it, that's your ability to convince
10: it. I see. So we just have to go through the manager. Okay. And uh, can we get the stamping done in Canada or do we have to go back to India?
1: Uh, right now, technically you can, but they're not encouraging the third country nationals to quit Canada. Though. Oh. You might've heard the first caller saying that, Hey, you know, I, I got my stamping done in Calgary, but he's a, he's a Canadian citizen. Oh, okay. They're not encouraging that much right now. I mean, they're canceling the appointments, even if the appointments have been made.
10: Okay, Okay.
1: next person, please. Thank you, sir. I I would file a change of status.
10: Change of status. Thank you,
4: sir. Seema? Hello,
3: sir. Can you hear me?
9: Yes, ma'am.
3: Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, So my situation is uh, my current H4 and H4 EAD is still eligible till 27 December of this year, 2021. So I applied my H4 and H4 EAD in the month of July 14th, and Mm -hmm. I raised an expedite request based on my job. One thing Seema,
1: I don't know of any method that can help you in expediting the EAD. If you find a method, come to me, which works, (laughs) I'll give you $200.
3: Sir, um uh, my question is, is not about how to ex- uh, how to okay, uh, get through it. So, I raised an expedite request based on my job, what I'm currently doing. So, I'm currently working in a cancer diagnostic company and my role is more about uh troubleshooting and doing more about cancer cancer kind of stuff and covid as well. So, I I did raised an expedite request on October 6th, but this is today, it's 33rd day and I still don't see any moment on my case. So I was just worried what that means and what should I do next?
1: This is, you're requesting for expiration. I don't know of any method to expire that.
3: Okay. So is there anything I can do? Or I should if just If you wait. find it
1: out, you let me know. I <sighs> have not figured it out. We used to have a court litigation that didn't work. We have had a situation where we filed for gynecologist expedited request. We did not. They did not. And they they showed all the evidence that they have appointments of the delivery schedules. They didn't approve for them. So wish you
11: best of luck. Next person, please. Sachi. Yes, can you guys hear me? Thank you all for uh, (laughs) taking the call. Uh, So basically, this is for my wife, Sachi. Basically, she uh, is in a college and uh, she joined the college on H4. And her H4 was about to expire. So we filed an extension uh, this uh, mid-year somewhere. And Mm -hmm. uh, after that, she went for her F1 stamping. In India, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. got it stamped, she came back, uh, and then we applied for a withdrawal of uh, H4, the -hmm. extension itself. But uh, recently, we uh, got her 797A for her H4 extension. But do one thing, though. Um, Get an
1: endorsed I-20 for travel, I-20 for your wife. Okay? Let her go and come back on F1 visa.
11: Uh, Just a follow-up question on that. Uh, She is graduating on uh, December 16th. This December 16th. Is it necessary for her to kind of go before that?
1: Or is it better to do? Because she needs to apply the
11: EADs, right? Okay. Uh, Sorry, her uh, OPT is, uh, OPT EAD card is already here. Like right after uh, we got her uh, H4 extension. But still
1: do it. Still do it. Still do it? do it before she graduates, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay is is Mexico, that you're, you're uh, Mexico is fine. Mexico is fine. Okay. Get the travel I-20, go to Mexico and come back.
11: Okay. And there's no visa requirements for Mexico, right? Like uh, She has uh, a valid F1 stamp.
1: She has a valid F1 stamping. She doesn't require any visa to go to Mexico. Okay.
11: Brilliant. Thank you so much. Next person,
1: please. Just want to play safe because you don't want to be in the limbo. Next person, please.
4: Vishal?
12: Yes. Hi. Hello. Uh, So on Friday, I contacted you on the same channel uh, regarding my I-131 denial. Um, I-131.
1: Yeah. You said about some, uh, yeah, go ahead.
12: Yeah. So uh, at that time, I did not have the response from USCIS. Uh, In weekend, I received the response. And in the response, they are saying that uh, because I traveled on April 9th, 2021, while my I-131 was pending, it is considered being abandoned.
1: Uh, so you I, didn't turn, you you did not travel? I never travel. Yeah, sometimes they get mistaken because of somebody else with the same name, maybe with the same date of birth. Um, you can do two things: file a motion to reconsider for this one. The second thing is file a fresh I-131. Do both.
12: Which one would you prefer? I mean, would you recommend?
1: Uh, Re- refiling it would be better. Okay. Okay. It's um, a definitely I, a mistake, but there's nothing can be done right
6: now.
12: Okay. I mean, I mean, because of their mistake, we have to keep on <laughs> just de- delayed in the time and also keep on paying fees and everything. So
1: There's no fees for I-131.
12: Yes, but if you want to motion to reopen, then you have to pay fees for...
1: Well, you know, there is something you fight with the pigs though, okay? You have to find it that that level though. Okay. And you don't have option. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Because of the delays, EADs are not issued. Because of the delays, we got the sixty-five thousand green cards issued. There are a lot of things like that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, there's nothing. Uh, maybe once you become a bureaucrat, hopefully, so you can do be better. <laughs> Next person,
4: please. Shiva.
13: Ah, uh, I, I received my Kamba card and uh, approval, EAD approval and uh, advanced payroll approval. But my name on my Kamba card uh, is not correct. So- What uh, do you
1: mean not correct? Explain it to me.
13: My, my given name is Siva Prasad and last name is Karmanchi. They mentioned as a Siva Prasad. Again, one more Prasad they added, another middle name. So it's become a Siva Prasad, Prasad Karmanji. Ah, That's okay.
1: So what's the big deal about it now?
13: So do I, do I need to correct it? Uh, when don't. I talk to Emma, they said uh, I need to send, send the card back to them.
1: Don't. They will not send it to you for the next two years.
13: Yeah.
1: Just keep it they, they said
13: Just that keep the it. time is 10.5 months now currently, so I will end up no card. No,
1: no, 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 no. That's not even right. Um, don't send it back. Use it.
13: So it won't be any problem if I use it. No, it won't
1: it. be any problem it won't be any problem next person no problem you
14: are good thank you thank you shrikant hi hi rahul this is shrikant uh, i have one question regarding my job transfer so uh, actually i got a you know new job and they got my h1 approval also for, for a new employer but still uh, you know uh, uh, still there are some discussion happening i may or may not join that company but they are asked me to go for a fingerprints and an appointment and then we can discuss about other things so my question is, if I go to the INN appointment and complete fingerprints and, and and if I didn't join that company a, after that, do I have any impact to my current uh, employment finger future? What
9: uh, fingerprints?
14: For IIN, it will for, Go for INN and give your fingerprints. Uh, Where? Some third party uh, center, they asked me to go and s- submit to INN, and give your fingerprints to, to identify my employment.
1: I don't know, that might be their internal rule. Yeah, yeah. If, if you complete the I-9, I don't have much comments about the fingerprints. So if you complete the I-9 and you don't join, you will not have any negative impact, none whatsoever at all.
14: For, for any other new employer also, or any current employer? Because I may or may you not will, join that.
6: That's fine. You're fine. Okay. Thank you, sir. Next person, please.
4: Anya Kulkarni?
15: Hi Rahul, can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Hi. Uh, thanks for I uh, you know for the meeting. Uh, 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 just a quick question, Rahul. So I have another uh, you know the ten plus two plus three and approved I one forty under EB two with my previous employer. EB2. I have uh, close to EB three, and mm-hmm. I switched my employer to a new employer. I carry around twenty years of experience. So when this new employer has filed my, you know, they uh, they are about to file my perm. I was told that you know, uh, with their law firm evaluation, I'll be only eligible for EB three, not for EB two. Uh, because uh, no, because of the degree which I have ten plus two plus three from India. Mm-hmm. Uh, even did you say previously
1: was... you got? Did you say previously you got EB three approved or EB two approved?
15: EB three approved okay. from the previous employer.
1: I right, write. right. I mean, I, I if I'm if I'm your company lawyer, I'm not filing under EB two for you. Um, I'm not. With 10 plus 2 plus 3 I'm not there were some cases that I took it I told them I filed them I got the EB3 approved and I took the case I told the guy it's very risky to go in EB2 I filed it I got rejected and then he said he went on to all the places and he complained saying that I cheated him because there was no way to get the EB2 approval
15: um, no, but even with the experienced folk, like out of close to 20 years or so, are we not eligible for EB2?
1: You may see there are a lot of different things that are there, okay? You must not be a murderer. You must not be XXX. Let's not discuss about all those things. Did you murder? I didn't ask you that question, did I? So the main question is about the degree. How would the I 140 degree evaluation work? It works completely different than that of the h one b Whether you have 20 years' expenses is a different issue. Whether you okay. have criminal or not is a different issue. So there are hundred things that you need to get the to get the EB two approval. We are not going to discuss hundred things. We're going to discuss only one thing, which is a problematic thing: ten plus two plus three. So okay. just keep on telling. Twenty years doesn't. I didn't murder. I didn't murder. That doesn't make you eligible for EB two. It's the degree that is the problem.
15: I see. Okay.
1: And I would, okay. under any circumstances, though, I would not file your case under EB two. I will not. Okay. Now, once the approval comes in, you give an affidavit to me, it's just the money that you're risking, and then still I know, still I'm not doing that because, because I get all these bad reviews. Okay. okay. So your law firm is the best law
15: Okay. Got it. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Next person, please. Shaker. It's the case hey, that, we hi, rejected that we get the bad bad reviews. Guys. But sometimes we take risks. Good sugar.
9: Uh, hi, Raoul. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I have a quick question regarding 485 and H-1B. I am right now in H-1B. My I-94 is valid till April 2nd, 2022. And I'm about to file the 485 with a PD of uh, uh, 2010 August. So my question is, if I file the 485 and file the extension almost at the same time, is there any possibility that my H1 can get rejected, extension get rejected? Because you filed the 485? No. Yes.
1: No. Answer is clearly NO. Can it generally be rejected? Yeah, maybe. There's always a chance for it. But can it be
9: rejected because of 485? Absolutely no. Okay. So I have a follow up question on that. Do you advise to delay the extension? i get the ead or at least i have like four or five months uh, after my filing the 485 when, is, you uh, 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 when is your h1b expiring uh, april 2nd 2022. you're not going to get ead by that time there's a good chance you're not going to get
1: an ead i might get the h1b out of my way okay and get it approved and you know sit on it
9: and in what case is it, is- it uh, just as a follow-up question If In case it gets
1: rejected, if it's before April, you can refile it again. And when you refile next time, don't refile in the premium processing. Just hold it on the regular process. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. And you have 240 days after April by the time your EAD will be approved. Next person, please.
4: PK? Hey,
7: Rahul. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Uh, This is Pramod. Uh, My employer has recently filed labor certification uh, on 12th of October. Uh, My H-1B is going to expire on February 13, 2022. Uh, So, uh, my employer is saying uh, you need to stay here in United States so that he can support uh, my green card or uh, I-140, all documentation accordingly. Uh, so I was trying to see what are the legal ways I can stay here in the United States in the meantime because uh, my perm may get approved within two or three months. That's what my assumption right now. And uh, I may be on F1 or I may be on B2. So what what would be the right way to stay here? Do you have
1: a H4 option? No. Well, what, there's one other option that I would recommend that you can do. Why don't you keep spending 25 days in Mexico and come back?
7: Uh, my I-94 will be expired in February 22, right. right? If I go out of United States, I don't have stamped visa, by the way. Sorry. I don't have stamped visa.
1: That's fine. That's the reason I said to Mexico.
7: But then how can I come back without stamped
1: visa? That is called automatic revalidation. So only if you go to Mexico and Canada, you can come back. It's called automatic revalidation. Okay. And I'm going to give you that, what is this automatic revalidation? It's a five minute video. I want you to watch it, okay? Okay. So, and after this call guys, I'm going to go to the chat and we'll try to answer. So if anybody has any questions, please post them in the chat. So it's called auto. So what my plan would be that you go right now, come back in 20 days, 25 days. You go back again. Come back in 25 days, go back again, come back 25 days. Now, here's what's going to happen. You will be able to extend your H-1B. You know that the time period that you spend outside the country, you can extend it. So from February onwards, you will extend for about a three-month period. Mm -hmm. All right. So with my plan, you can continue working, draw the salary, not move on to F-1. Mm-hmm. Still be on an H1BIN and get the H1B extended. All right. all right. So, and if you, if you need more details, book up a consultation with any of our lawyers, we'll be able to advise you on this. Okay. 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 Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you guys. I'm going to go to the questions, live questions, guys. I would not be able to do this every day, but I'll try to do it. Uh, can we get L2 extension done in Mexico without taking L1 with you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even though L one is not stamped, L two extension done in Mexico without taking L one with you. I don't. No, you can't get the extension. You have to. You have to get the stamping though. Is there a premium processing for EB two NIW? Yes, there is. There is none for EB one C, but rest everything there is. Let me check on that though. EB. The eb to NIW uh, Premium Processing, please uh, email to me. I'll respond to you, but I just want to double check on that. Is the eb for for interview, what are the most commonly documents asked though? Uh, I am going to give you the list of the documents to you, uh, a list of the information questions and documents to you in the chat, guys. Uh, one second. I gave you the list of the documents and the chat uh, in the chat, guys. List of the documents and the questions that they're going to ask. And please watch the video we put do's and don'ts of 485 interview. And I'm going to put that video out here so that you can watch it. Uh, NAW, I want you to email me, I think, so I want to double check on that information as I said to you. H4EAD in Texas Service Centers is taking anywhere between five months to almost 12 months. Can the L2 work on approved L2? Want to see? I didn't get this question. The L2, can they work on L2? If you have an EAD, you can. Siva for the daughter, I don't know if the age is locked, though. See why. If the age is locked under the CSPA, she doesn't have to move to F-1 visa at all because if you have filed a 484 application, her age is locked, then she's fine. So I'm very confused. You said your prior date is March 2003, which looks very odd to me. Um, applied AOS October 1st week, no receipt notice. Do I need to worry? Good question. Uh, it, no, you don't have to worry about it. Actually, we received receipt notice. We got our checks cashed today, uh, to be exact, on Friday for the ones that the USCS has received on October 1st, not first week, but first. Our, she, for her age is locked. She doesn't need to go and she has, she has filed for it, I'm assuming that. She doesn't need to move to F1. Absolutely not required. Can main and concurrent H1B employers file PERM application for the same time? Yes, they can. Make immigration lawyers rich. No. <laughs> that's, that's good. You, they can. absolutely. That's a good option. I can only go with you know, easy question and answers that I get in messages, guys. When uh, if I don't understand a question, you can email it to info at Uh, the, the other employer will not come to know that this other employer filed a form. There is no way that they will come to know. Uh, the labor department doesn't tell it. The immigration doesn't tell it. Um, so there's no way for them to know. Thank you guys for coming to the next conference call. Uh, will be tomorrow at 1130
0: Thank you for listening to ready and Newman daily podcast We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review For more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites